instead of looking at the world as an accounting period, like the month, fiscal year, fiscal month, it's looking at it, of the, I call it the fiscal minute. What is the fiscal minute of what's happening on this project? Welcome to the 5-Year Frontier podcast, a preview of the future through the eyes of the innovators shaping our world. Through short, insight-packed interviews, I bring to you a glimpse of an industry five years out. I'm your host, Daniel Darling, a venture capitalist at Focal, where I spend my days with founders at the very start of their journey to transform an industry. The best have a distinct vision of what's to come, a guiding North Star they're building towards, and that's what I'm here to share with you. Today's episode is about the future of the construction industry, or more specifically, how money flows within construction. In it, we cover topics such as financial automation from the CFO office right down to the job site, the move from a backwards-looking workflow to a real-time one and predictive one, as well as the industry tailwinds accelerating overall technology adoption. Guiding us will be Basim Hamdi, founder and CEO of Brick, a next-generation financial platform to make construction projects more profitable. Brick, a 150-person tech company out of Santa Barbara, commands a significant share of U.S. construction firms as its customers and now has expanded internationally. The industry uses Brick to gain visibility over the flow of money or a project in order to make better planning decisions and predict profits more confidently. Bassam is a rare breed. He's been in construction software for over two decades, before it was cool and before there was even an industry around it. First, seeing the introduction of resource planning via software company CMIC, which now handles over $100 billion in construction revenue each year, to then being executive vice president of enterprise strategy at Procore, a now public company which helps construction transition to the cloud. And today, we get to talk about what the next evolution is. And Bassam is a rare breed indeed in the fact that he speaks both construction as well as technology authentically. So Bassam, a huge welcome to you and a warm welcome. And I mean warm because you're building brick in sunny Santa Barbara of all places. It's a place to be. When I visit, I instantly go on vacation mode. So tell me, are you having us on trying to change the world of construction from that? You know, we're doing it and we're tanned as well, right? So we're tanned and we're changing the construction industry. So that's one of the advantages of Santa Barbara. Maybe just one thing on Santa Barbara, you know, Procore is there. So it is not completely random. Um, that that is now a little bit of a central point. So construction, a uh, huge part of the yeah. economy, uh, accounts for over 13% of GDP globally. Mm-hmm. It's growing from about $10 trillion in output um, in 2020 to an estimated $15 trillion in five years in 2030, yet notoriously slow to adopt technology. So what drew you personally to make it your life's work for to sure. change that adoption curve? You know, it's interesting. I, I like using the term. It's not that uh, construction slow to fi- you know pick up technology. It's that technology is slow to figure out construction. Construction is unlike any other industry out there. I mean, the industry still gets rained out. It's construction and baseball that gets rained out. There, There is nothing really quite like it. There's no climate controlled factory. There's no assembly line. It's just a really tough industry. And I think what I guess introduced me to it, you know, believe it or not, I started off in banking. I was, um, I went 
to London, England right after college, joined Royal Bank of Canada. I was on the emerging markets desk, just like a T-boy, basically. I was doing analyst work um, for some of the old iron factories out of uh, out of Slovakia and uh, the Czech Republic. And we're just analyzing all these privatized firms. And I, you know, no offense to bankers, but I hated it. It was so boring. And the dot-com boom had just started. So I thought, hey, you know, let me get on a plane, go back. I was from Canada at the time. Let's go back to Canada and let's find a tech job. And the first tech job I took, I said yes to, which I mean, I couldn't have found a more boring, and at the time, a more boring company to join. They did accounting software. Just for the record, I got D in accounting. And it was in construction, an industry I had no idea about. I was literally there going, what am I doing here? Yeah, let me go join a real tech company that, I don't know, does something on Yahoo. I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, a decade and a half later, like 15 years later, I was still there. And um, you fall in love with construction. I mean, that that's what it is. It's, you know, I got the opportunity to work with some huge construction companies on some huge projects. Even though I was coming from the software angle, I got to close out the Seahawks stadium in Seattle, which is a big NFL football stadium. And years later, my son, who was six or seven at the time, I'm walking by in Seattle with there on vacation, show him that, you know, I had something to do with that stadium and he thought I was Superman. It's an amazing thing because you build something physical. That's why it's so cool to be part of construction. I guess that's what just sucked me in. And it looked like it kept you there too. And what, what did you see <laughs> like <a> needed changing? <laughs> yeah, like a prisoner. What did you see needed changing though when you when you started to unpack it and see yeah. it from the inside? It, it's a it's a tough one. So you, when you think about construction um, and you talk about, let's just take a tech term, digital transformation, which is kind of like a weird kind of airy-fairy term. But the reality is, is that ultimately how much of the construction industry truly has been digitally transformed? You know, it's, you know, that's, that's a tough question to ask, right? If you think about the generational shifts and the generational changes in construction, the first generational change of digital transformation we saw was Autodesk coming in and taking what used to be done on hand and paper, uh, on, you know, drawing boards, literally drawing things out. Um, the design process, it was all hand-driven. If you think about it, we used to put drawings in tubes and ship them via FedEx. They digitally transformed how the design process came through. So that was in the 90s. And then in the 10s, you know, I got to be a part of this with Procore. We took these post-it notes and these uh, documents that were moving around the trailer and we digitally transformed that. So we just went from email and post-it notes and, and pads of paper to a centralized system for project management. That's the two major transformations that happened in construction. Accounting systems have been in construction since the 60s. So like some of the first adopters of job cost accounting or accounting systems, they were sitting on green screen computers, yes, but ultimately they, they just sat there. I mean, accounting systems didn't really transform anything. Every company I went to after that whether it was CMIC or Procore, we tried to automate how money was managed in construction and we just couldn't do it. And what we found really strongly here is that it was not a feature of another system. It was its own platform. And that's luckily for us, that's why we invented Brick. Back to the opening around being incredibly slow to adopt technology. Are we now at a stage for the construction industry to accelerate 
their adoption because companies like Procore have put in place these cloud-based systems um, to enable them to be built on? I think what's what's great about this stage of the construction industry, it's still relatively nascent. It's still early innings. Regardless of the success of Trimble, Autodesk, Procore, it's still very early innings. And people are out there buying a lot of software and construction. They're just patching holes and fences, I'd say. They're trying to figure things out and solve for these problems. What they now end up with is pretty much a spaghetti soup. So they end up with pieces of the puzzle, in our case, the financial puzzle, that are like hidden like clues from Sherlock Holmes in different systems, whether it's their site management system, their project management, their payroll system, their time capture system, their accounting system. There's all of these little hints and clues. So at this point, I think they've been adopting brick at a pretty good clip because we bring that all together and focus on the only thing that matters is making money. The reality is, is I've been in the industry for 23 years and the way I implemented, you know, Turner Construction in 1999 and the way a company like Turner would get implemented in 2023 on financial workflows is the same way in two and a half decades. Like it's the same way. Nothing's changed. They still have pieces of paper everywhere, downloading data, jumping shit in Excel, sending that over to somebody that doesn't care about it and doesn't pay any attention to it filling something else out, bringing it back in. Like the stories that I could tell you about what the world looks like for a billion-dollar contractor, let alone a hundred-million-dollar contractor, shock you. It'd be shocking to people that the entire business is generally ran in Excel, email, and offline pieces of paper. Fast forward five years, which is the premise of of what we're talking about on this podcast. It all starts to glue together the financial planning of a future Turner project, what does that look like five years out? That's a, that's a great question. You know, I've put a lot of thought into that question. Um, five years is so soon in construction, but um, I think that there could be a world where every dollar, anything with a dollar sign up in front of it, could be tracked from the initial concept of a project all the way through its budget, its expenditure, and where it ended up in a worker's pocket or ultimately in a material supplier's pocket or a subcontractor's pocket. To see that full cycle where every dollar is budgeted and then eventually spent. And I have, you know, uh, cradle to grave tracking of that. And uh, ideally, the idea is that majority of that funds are digitized. So you're not you know, construction, we still write checks and a lot of them. Um, the idea that Brick wants to bring is the idea that whether you're budgeting it or spending it or receiving it from a client or ultimately with Brick's future in uh, providing payroll services, paying an employee, you can do that entire cycle in one place and see the genesis all the way to the conclusion of that dollar. And I I think it's not too much to ask. Other industries are doing this right now. The ability to capture time and then get your worker paid faster through the standard things that Uber is doing or Lyft is doing, where they're actually providing the advanced funding uh, to their individuals. The idea that we cannot have to print checks because there's a large portion of our industry that is unbankable. So we're printing checks to employees that then have to go to check cashing places that have, you know, $30 fees for a $300 check. 
being able to provide that on a fully loaded cash card, on a debit card that has regular fees that aren't usury. The idea that all of this could just be one harmonious pathway, um, that's what I'd say in five years. The idea that you can bring peace and harmony to that money workflow from cradle to grave. I thought of it, or somebody thought of it. We budgeted it. We bought it out. We spent it. We paid people for their hard labor. And I could see that entire thing, cradle to grave. I think that would be amazing. Sounds super elegant and, and, and very simple in terms of the objective there, but obviously very complicated um, to pull off. And is it really about moving as well from an industry that looks backwards or retroactively around um, its financial planning to something more real time or even predictive? Yeah. Um, is that where we're going? Yeah, I, I think that there's like a, a two letter dirty word out there called AI. And I try to avoid. I using the term AI or artificial intelligence just as much as digital transformation. But the idea around AI is real for construction. Um, you know, we have, I call it minor league AI. It's really machine learning. So it's not a thinking machine. It's just learning from past results what future outcomes may look like. And that gives you a range or a bar. It's a step forward uh, in the right direction. It gives you a range or a bar of like where the acceptance tolerances are given if X happens, Y will sometimes happen or will probably happen. So the idea that we call it time travel in brick, there's other solutions in other industries that have this thought process. It's not faulty logic, but it's past, you know, you see a mutual fund commercial and they say past results don't guarantee future outcomes. And that's, that's <laughs> probably pretty true, right? But it does help you on the right path. And stats matter, and that's basically what this is. It's just basic math and regression analysis to keep somebody on the straight and narrow. Um, but I'm going to take the, f the first part of your discussion of looking backwards. And we've trained construction to only look backwards. There, I, it's, it's amazing industry. We've trained construction to only look over their shoulders because first, everything financially takes too long to process anyway. The only true financial tool a construction company owns is their accounting system, which by definition is accounting for things that have happened elsewhere in the past. That's all we've ever trained them to do. It's like, what happened three months ago? That's what we keep on. How many people did you use three months ago? What was the time like last week? <laughs> Why did we lose money last year? Like it's all about yesterday because they don't have this continuous close. They don't have this continuous process. Um, you, you got you can't do continuous close or a continuous process for those that uh, maybe never heard that term a continuous close just means that instead of looking at the world as an accounting period like the month fiscal year fiscal month it's looking at it of the i call it the fiscal minute what is the fiscal minute of what's happening on this project where are the dollars flowing in that moment and if you can build the systems that touch other systems where, you know, a company like Brick doesn't have an ego that believes, hey, every single financial system will ever be used will, you know, be built by Brick. No, but we can connect to every single financial system that you own. That's where I think you can see this kind of movement forward where people are now thinking about tomorrow, not worrying about their yesterdays. It's like, you know, I used to have a line, make your today's clearer, your yesterday's crystal 
and your tomorrow is a lot less uncertain. Like that's the thought process of, you know, if you could, if a CFO or a CEO of a construction company, you just put that on the board. Where am I today? 80% accuracy. Where was I yesterday? 100% accuracy. Where will I be tomorrow? 60% accuracy. This will be the most profitable industry in the world because right now it's, where am I today? Question mark. Uh, where was I yesterday? 60% accuracy. Where am I tomorrow? Question mark. And it, it's, it's stark. It is very, very stark. They find out they've lost money three months after a project closes out. And you just can't do that in 2023. Just can't do it. The construction supply chain is one of the most complex in the world. And you're touching so many different systems, people, departments, etc. Like who's in for the biggest surprise if things are automated? Who could get abstracted away um, out of this supply chain? If I was a general contractor whose entire job is to be the broker between an owner and a subcontractor, and I was not lean, mean, and like in great shape, I'd be worried. I would be worried. General contractors um, that are amazing change the way the projects run, bring stuff in on time, on budget with high quality. Um, but if they have 300 people trying to figure out how to run a payroll and they don't know what their forecasts are, they're just not going to be around for much longer. In this next set of the digital transformation evolution of you know design to documents to money, I think the ones that are the most risk are general contractors. On that thread, are you seeing a next generation of these general contractors, these GCs emerging that are kind of digital native software first yeah. firms? You know, some of the best clients Brick have has gone through a generational change. You know, industry, the construction industry in general is very, very, um, you know, family driven. It's a lot of smaller family owned businesses. And you see when the son or daughter takes over, um, that shift has occurred. That's instantly when they become the best Brick client. When there's a generational shift, you might as well burn the old playbook because everybody is, you know, losing out. Nobody knows what to do next. Um, and the days of like having folks that have been in the street for 40 years and just know what to do are, are done. I mean, this industry is understaffed and a lot of young folks are coming in with not much experience. So yeah, that's where you see them come in and, and really move the needle. A delicate transition to make. And so let's focus on Brick here for a moment. What's exciting about your roadmap? You're constantly bringing out new features to enable your users. What's getting you excited over the next couple of years? I think the uh, the connection to labor. Um, so we connected to vendors. So like, it's amazing. Brick, as Brick, the brand, we're about three and a half years old, right? And the fact that over 300 general contractors and subcontractors run Brick to do financial forecasting on all of their projects and on their business is shocking. And it's in, a, in some ways, it's pretty shocking. Then you shift it over and then we introduce our spend management solution, which is swipe a credit card, any credit card, and you'll get a message on your phone saying, why did you buy it? And here are all the cost codes you can charge it to. And this cost code has budget or doesn't have budget. All the way through AP scanning of invoices and routing, as well as reimbursables. So then last year, we purchased a company called Swipe Easy that became Brick Billing and Receivables. And our first set of clients have just gone live on the billing process in Brick, the automation of the billing process. So 
we're doing a lot. There's a lot in the air. And, but over the next couple of years, I really want to conquer labor. Funny fact, my first implementation with CMIC was payroll implementation. You know, I went in there and I implemented payrolls. And again, just like I mentioned on the planning side, it's been 23 years and I don't think anything's changed. They're still printing checks. If you weren't building brick yeah. and you weren't solving um, you know, the massive issue of um, the flow of money. Are there other areas of the construction industry that you'd want to apply your talents to? I, you know, if I had, um, you know, unlimited funds, although Katera did have unlimited funds, I'd love to figure out how to Lego construction. I don't know why it's so hard, how to modularize construction. It's just not happening. It's just like literally not happening. I don't know why. Why isn't it 50 bucks a square foot to build a house at this point? And it comes from Ikea. Like what, where are, you know, how do we get to do this? There's gotta be a way. Nobody's been able to solve it. Because even if you look at container homes, you're like 300 bucks a foot and you can build for 300 bucks a foot. So um, yeah, that would be, if I could solve any other problem, I'd find a way to build a house in a couple of, you know, a couple of days and uh, it would be cheap. That's what I... Ooh. The, the rise of prefab houses and, and sort of modularized um, construction, like we're seeing more and more of that yeah. uh, come out. Are you seeing that being a bigger piece of the pie of, of how people are building? Um, we'll see. So, you know, we got a couple of great modular construction um, companies on brick. Um, and, you know, a couple of them gone out, have just not been able to make a go of it. And some of them are great ideas. Um, I think it is hard. I think it's very hard to, to figure that out. If we get to the point where we have installers in the field and manufacturing in a, in a factory, that, I think that would change the world, actually. Low-cost housing would be easier. Um, materials would be easier. Uh, everything would be a little cheaper. Inflation could go down. But right now, um, you know, we haven't seen it. We just haven't seen it. And is it largely a, a capital issue they just need more capital to stand something as complex like that up or what have you learned from the approaches that have failed i, I mean katera literally got unlimited money to solve the problem right the um and they couldn't solve it the um i mean softbank ended up auctioning that thing off the uh, the idea is yeah maybe you can componentize part of it but they couldn't figure out how to componentize the whole thing you know, there's a hotel I remember in Europe that was built, you know, where the, each room was built offsite and they kind of Legoed it together. Uh, but it ended up costing more than stick build. And, and so it's got to be cheaper. Like it's got to be cheaper. And so somebody has to figure out a way to make it cheaper in a manufacturing because if it's not, then we'll always stick to the old ways. Look, Bassam, thank you so much for uh, being generous with your time today and, and sharing you. your insights. Uh, we look forward to, to watching your rise um, continue you, and, uh, and for all the great work. And thanks for the continued support. I really enjoyed my conversation with Bassam. His depth of experience introducing software to the construction industry is incredibly unique. It's clear that we're still in the early innings of the industry's digital transformation, and it will be a heavy lift overall. As the next generation of contractors and workers take key positions, the transformation will only accelerate. They'll be drawn in by the prize of gaining full visibility in real time over their projects and their money flow, as well as increasingly powerful ways to automate decisions and predict outcomes. A point that stuck with me was that of the digital native general contractor and just how disruptive that could be. Innovations like those of Brick and its peers are driving huge cost savings and efficiency gains that will have significant impact on the economy. 
There is room for much innovation in the industry for those who can approach it authentically like Bassam. If you're launching a startup in this space, reach out. You can hit me up on danieldarling at focal.vc. You can check out Brick at www.briq.com and follow Bassam on Twitter at RealBassamHamdi. That's R-E-A-L-B-A-S-S-E-M-H-A-M-D-Y. So thank you for listening today and don't forget to subscribe to the 5-Year Frontier podcast for more episodes coming down the pipe. While you're there, drop us a rating. It'll help us out a lot. Until next time, have a great rest of your day.